The Sunshine Patriot in a crisis shrinks from the service of their country. But winter is coming. Did you hear the call? Winter is coming, and we know what is coming with it. No matter your thoughts or convictions, you must be prepared for the hardships that come with the winter. No matter your current position on the journey, stay a while. This is where you can find the tools and the fire to continue on your path. Join Odin and Fear and answer. Hello, welcome to another episode of Winter's Call Podcast. I'm Odin. This is Deer. So, I know we're going to talk about Russians, but I cannot, before we start, I want, I cannot believe that Biden said, hey, I saved you seven cents a gallon, a gallon. Yeah, but you increased the price $1.25 first, asshole. Saving me seven cents means that you still got over a dollar to lower the price to get it back to when you were elected and to pay our fair share. I almost lost it right then and there. Okay, I'm going to freely admit, I was in the middle of a work meeting when you when you pointed that out earlier. You talked about the, the fair share. And I literally shot coffee in the middle of a Zoom meeting all over the screen because I was like, the fuck? <laughs> and so I was like, wait, wait, wait. We, we we pay our fair share. You realize that if we had released, you know, if we still had our pipeline open, if we were still, you know, using our refineries, if we weren't shipping it to everybody else, you know, gas would still be back down at a buck fifty a gallon instead of six bucks. Now, people will say that maybe we're being too hard on him. Liar! No, we're not. <laughs> being hard enough so uh, i think our discussion about uh about russia should come with a disclaimer that the reason that we're really laughing about this and also worried is because the shits part of the shits and giggle crew said that he uh looked putin in the eye and may and and did not mince any terms and i'm trying to figure out if that's code speak for i sucked him off or I showed my belly. I can't quite figure it out. So what does everybody know about Ukraine? Uh, could I have to be a little more specific? What particular <laughs> part are you talking about? What's going on right now? Oh, I don't know. How would I know? Where Do we need a poll? No, just kidding. <laughs> 135,000 Russian troops have been stationed at the border and put on high alert, ready for an invasion. Yeah, that's pretty fucking scary. And and America, Biden is saying, we will protect our interest in Ukraine. I'm thinking, wait a minute, you want to protect your interests in Ukraine? Your interests. Wait, isn't that what you all tried to impeach Trump for the first time? Wow. Was protecting interests? Rules in for thee, not for me. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But no, okay, so 4,100 Russian troops have been caught crossing the southern border. You mentioned that earlier. Wait, like troops, like soldiers. Not not troops. Uh, They don't specify what exactly they were. Yeah, but when you got Russians coming across the border from Mexico, it makes you ask questions. Fair. From Mexico, yes. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay, here it is. Uh, let me... Let me... Uh, so, 4,100 Russian nationals stopped at the U.S. southern border in 2021. Uh, they were among 1.7 million people that the U.S. Customs and Border Patrol agents encountered at the border this year. Uh, let's see. Of that, 1,400 of them were stopped in October alone. Let that, with what's going on in the Ukraine right now, and in Russia right now, anybody else find that suspicious? Because I sure do. No shit. 
Ugh. You think about it, though. Putin has always been pretty in your face for an individual. For a world leader, he's always he's a lot like Trump in that regard. He's in your face, gives no dams. He's going to do what he wants to do. Right. And the only thing that kept him in check is because he realized that Trump was just nuts enough to start dropping off the world's largest bomb short of a nuke because he literally dropped the one Moab and says, I've got 32 more. <laughs> well, let's 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 be honest. All right. Let's be honest. Putin is, or Putin is such a dangerous individual because he has always been up front with exactly what he wants. If you pay attention to what he has said. He is a KGB guy, right? Always has been. He's yeah, and he believes in restoring the. Uh, all right, and uh, he's here, and he believes that uh, in a return to the Soviet Union, the great superpower. He doesn't think that it should ever go down. So if he's given the opportunity to sit here. And jump on uh, the different countries. He's going to take it. He didn't do it with Trump. Because he understood that Trump was just crazy enough. That mutually assured destruction would be okay. Now Biden is so weak. And when he met with him. He could tell. We all could. If you watched the meetings, you know, what they showed, even the stuff that was supposed to make Biden look good, you could still tell. Uh, you could still tell that Putin was the one calling the shots. And then, so, if you listen to the reports of people who are like, uh, who have lived in Poland, they understand what he wants to go for. Now, let's not forget that Putin wants to bring back the old Soviet Union, now is the time to do it. Because he's under no illusions that Biden's going to get re-elected, or if he's going to get re-elected. Putin knows that's never going to happen. It may be somebody else, but right now he's got a perfect opportunity to strike. And he can use economic leverage, because even though... The Russians and Chinese don't have a whole lot of love with each other. They have a lot of hate, mutual hate for the United States. Now, I know people are going to say Putin's not really that bad, but need to be looking to his record. Myster scientists mysteriously dead of radiation poisoning. I'm just saying, throw some stuff into, uh, throw some stuff into the work. But let's also focus on the fact that the Ukraine was home to the world's, or not the world's, but one of the few non-military uh, genocides. They used to hear, yeah, the Holdemore. Now you used to hear, and you have Russia come into the Ukraine and. Some of the people in the Ukraine, some of the people are in Crimea, they're like, yep, we're Russians. And that's great. But it's not going up for a vote. Putin's going to sit here and go, okay, this is the one that I want. Or I'm going to take it. And you can't stop me. And he's striking at the perfect time. Look at what's going on in the world. He needs it. Putin is looking at his... You know, it's a lot like China's uh, one China policy. These are things that broke off. Now that we have a weak leader, we're going to take them. We're going to take them back. There's not a damn thing you can do about it. And he's right. Unfortunately. And I think what terrifies me the most is the fact that our president's going to fight him for it. For what reason? Well, that's where a lot of his money is tied up. Well, you got to think that the United States under Donald Trump picked on NATO a lot, right? They're not paying their fair share. And they had just started to pick up some of that money before Biden got into office. I don't know what the current situation is. The media never wants to talk about it. And it's not a huge issue at the time. Okay, fine. I don't care. But let's be honest. Right now you have Angela Merkel 
the prime minister of Germany, she's stepping down. You have a lot of world leaders who have been like, okay, I've gathered my money and my power and I'm dipping. And I'll let somebody else take the fall for this because it's going to come to that point where they're going to, you know, I think the some of the leaders see what's coming in terms of the people rising up and it's getting bigger, you know, in Europe specifically. You know, Romania has already said no, right? No more, no more vaccines, no more jabs, nothing. Other countries have started to make those same types of noises. Their populace are starting to rise up. France is on the verge of a civil war. And if things don't turn around, I think March is the time where France is actually going to have a full-blown civil war. Like, hot civil war. Uh, With the way that things are turning. They're having an election, and if things don't change and it doesn't turn around, I think that is the time that it happens in France. So right now, you have the members of NATO who would stand up against Russia with us and we've pissed them off and their leaders are turning over. They're turning over to more liberal people. That's the problem. Hold on a moment. I know everybody likes to get mad at Trump for what he said, but on the same note, what he said wasn't fucking wrong. We carried the lion's share of money spent in, the lion's share of troops sent in, you know, everything was weighing on the United States shoulder and everybody else were either behind on their payments or were not giving troops for for united action. No, I agree. The same thing with the UN. If the United States defunded the UN, it would be shut down in four years. I don't see why we don't. UN's nothing more oh never mind. Okay, look, the UN's a fucking joke. Would you have China for your on your human rights council? China and Iran? And then you have them both on the the women's rights? Yeah, right. Okay, that's a fucking joke. In 2016, I got to see uh, one of the presidential candidates on the at a rally before Trump was the front runner. So I guess 2015. It must be. Anyhow, so and it was Ted Cruz. And he gets up on stage and the very first or one of the very few things that he said that I agreed with him on, like wholeheartedly agree with him on, was we need to defund the UN. And I agree. World Health Organization, the UN, we need to sit here and make them pay rent uh, or get out of the building. You are not international territory anymore. We are a sovereign country. Get out. Yet we fund the majority of the UN. And they're still going to sit here and hate us. Fine. Fuck it. We're done. Bye. Well, won't we get hit with some kind of tribunal? Yeah, because I'm sure all of those... Uh, <laughs> I'm sure all of those strongly worded letters make a huge fucking difference to Iran or Syria or... Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Shits and giggles. Did you not read this the other day? Shits and giggles decided that we've been too harsh on Iran, so we lifted all sanctions. Right. All sanctions. Yeah, they didn't even get a strongly worded letter. They got a, we're sorry um, that our former president was mean to you and, and said bad tweets and killed a terrorist in your country. Here, here's all your money back. You know, that, that, that right there, I, I want to be honest. There are three things that have happened in the last decade that have shaken the worldview of America. Two of them under the most recent president, probably. All right, let me hear your three. Okay. One is us completely acquiescing and unsanctioning Iran. Okay. The other is the pull out of Afghanistan. Okay. And the last one is the one that I think is the most important. It started all this bullshit was when Obama bowed and apologized to the Japanese. Well, he did go on a world apology tour. It wasn't just the Japanese. He bowed yeah, to everybody. Every, everybody whose boots he could fucking bend over to kiss, he did. Yeah, but specifically in, in Japan, when you watch, you'll actually see that the, the leader of Japan tries to bow lower. And that's part of their culture. We, they lost. 
There's no hatred there. They lost. We were the better warrior. And that's what I think is funny is that Japan has kept a lot of its culture. That's because they refuse. Okay. Have you seen the entrance requirements to live in Japan? Yep. If you are a Muslim, you're not welcome. Pretty much. If you try to bring this bullshit that we're suffering for in the United States, I'm not saying Muslim. I'm talking about the other bullshit. You're, they're not going to let you stay. You may come visit for a vacation, but you're not going to be allowed to stay, which is terrible because if you look at it, right, Japan is dying as a nation. They, their birth rates are not high enough to sustain because their people have, it's really weird. The cities are this mecca of modern life. And then you get into the rural areas and it's like feudal Japan. I know there's better technology, but you know what I'm saying. No, the way the, the stark difference is there. Yeah. And then the when the children get old enough, they get brought into the cities. And they're so tied up in the technology and the modern culture that they there, you know, there's no space. They live and they condense if they get married at all, right? Or if they have kids at all, it is not the same that their parents and grandparents. It is not the same lifestyle. In some regards, it's a cry and shame because especially when you realize that they have kept, you know, they even even after the apology was made, the Japanese made a statement that, you know, they started a war and they lost. Yeah. We apologize for defending ourselves. We apologize to the Taliban for taking over Afghanistan. We apologize to Iran and give them all their money back. I mean, we've become the joke of the world. Yeah. And all these hippie coexist bullshit is what's led to this. Yep. But the Russians don't have that problem. Russians are like me. They've always been assholes. And they don't even necessarily care if they've got style or not. They just are. <laughs> it's just, you look up asshole, there's a picture of Putin riding a fucking bear. <laughs> but no, they, they don't care. They are going to take it. And there's nothing that anyone short of the United States could do about it. But sure. I don't think we should. Here's my problem. We are not the father of the world. It is not our job to maintain world peace when we cannot even maintain peace at home. Well, I would agree with we you. Are last, we are the last bastion of freedom. Yeah. But, that free, but if, if that bastion falls, it will not fall from an attack from outside. It will fall because of the division and strife created in our own nation. By people who hate this nation. Yeah. So I said, we can't even keep peace at home. We can't even be strong at home or united at home. How the fuck do you think we're supposed to take care of the rest of the world? I'm not one of these isolationists that says that we should only care about America and that's it. No, but maybe we should, you know, focus more on our own ho- homeless population than sending $8 billion to Pakistan to study transgenders. Now, hold on. No, I, I agree with that statement. But what I mean is, you don't have to go all the way to, you don't have to use the example in Pakistan. You can fucking go, we have, we have veterans who are homeless, who need medical care, who need counseling, who we promised that if they went over there to go fight, that we owed them a debt. How many times have we heard that? We owe you a debt that we can never repay. According to Camel Toe, according to Camel Toe, you want nothing more than regular Fuck fuck her. (laughs) Fuck her. What I'm saying is, is that she, that we promised them, and yet the most that I, we promised them, and they sit here and the government wants to focus on illegal immigrants crossing the southern border more than they want to pay attention to the homeless veteran. So we're going to keep what? 50,000 50 to 100,000 in different bases in the south uh, on base in base housing but we can't be bothered to take care of our own veterans. 
Yeah. Well, we'll take care of the illegals. We'll give them money. We'll give them stipends. Yeah. So what the, what's the use of serving this nation if this nation just abandoned you when you're old and washed up? Well, no, if you figure out the benefits, right, unless you die in combat, then your family's eligible for a death benefit if you signed up for it, right? If you look at how much that you would make, it actually makes more sense to drop your citizenship, walk across the southern border, and then turn around and cross right back in and claim to be an illegal immigrant. If they really give out that $450,000. Now, I know Biden denied it, but then somebody came along with another article and said, no, he meant it. It makes more financial sense to abandon your citizenship and come into the country illegally than it does to be a veteran. It makes more sense to stay at home than to go work. To stay at home and get vaccinated in fear of COVID-19 than to go do a fucking job. And be proud of the hard work that you have done. I wish that wasn't true, but it does. I mean, even on my line of work, we're considered essential workers, right? Right. But there are people that work that were the same pay level as me, right? Same pay level as me, making $600 a week more than I was. Going home. And staying there and accepting the benefits. Were they still working? Nope. Well, okay, I'll give you an example from my own life. My wife, at her job, the turnover rate was insane. There were people who were intentionally getting fired so that they could claim benefits. Now, you couldn't, you couldn't just quit. You had to be fired. So they had people who would do... Stuff that would get them fired so that they could claim those benefits because they were making double what my wife was making. In the state of Florida with state benefits and federal benefits. What was that statement you told me a while back? It shook me to my core because it's so freaking true. And it's so obvious, I don't know why I never thought of it. But you said that when, fifty one percent of when fifty one percent of the population realizes that they can vote for the other forty nine percent to pay for them, your country is lost. Here we are. You know, mind you, I, and I'm gonna get back on this for a second. I'm gonna get on my soapbox and rip a new one. We paid people more. When the, you know, during the pandemic, we paid people more to stay home than we paid for the people who were considered essential and had to work. Now, we didn't get a bonus. We didn't get, uh, you know, we didn't get benefits. We didn't get anything extra. But now that we've gone through the worst of the pandemic, right, the absolute worst of it, these other people are wanting to come back to work and they're getting jobs and we're getting fired because we refuse the vaccine. We worked for a year and a half without the vaccine even being available. And nobody gave a damn. They didn't give us any extra. Nothing. But they got $600 a week added on to whatever their unemployment was because they stayed the fuck home. We told people that it was easier to stay home on your ass. And then we taught them to vote for it. Yep. And we want to know why we're in a shithole right now. Housing markets collapsing. Food and everything else is getting exponentially more and more expensive. What I can't figure out is how do you all not understand that cutting, especially these Green Deal pukes, that cutting our pipeline and lowering our, you know, completely kneecapping our ability to be energy independent trickles down. They don't understand. And then you sit here and you look at a whole bunch of other things. It's like, yeah, we're going to stop fracking. We're going to stop this. We're going to stop coal. 
And we're not letting anybody that's on, you know, all the cargo ships that are stacked out like a freaking Navy flotilla. Well, that Biden didn't get his boat, did get his boat parade after all. Funny how most of them are Chinese. Not surprising, though. I don't think about it, though. That's see, there's the difference between America and Russia right now. Russia's always had it hard. And it's not gotten a whole lot better, but they're used to fighting. They're used to suffering. They're used to getting in there and getting a job done. And by no means am I saying that Putin is a good man. But he's an excellent leader. True. And when they fight, (laughs) they already purged our military of half the people that were worth a damn. Yeah. And the other half of this nation hates what America stands for. They want to change the flag. They want to change everything about it. They want to tell you that because you were born white, regardless of whether or not your family was here before or after slavery, because of the color of your skin, as you have white ancestors, you have to pay reparations. It's funny how that works, isn't it? Yeah, I'm just kind of curious how many people uh, realize that, you know, uh, that, you know, they may be black, but they have white in their heritage. <laughs> or how far back do we go when it comes to slavery? Because as much as everybody wants to sit here and believe that before the white man, everybody was fucking flying around pyramids with their wings and, you know, painting with all the colors of the wind in North America. That there was blood on every flag in every country. That slavery existed in all of them. You know what always amuses me about that whole slavery argument? What? You and I are history buffs. We love reading history. But they all want to ignore the fact that most of the slaves that were sold to America were originally captured and made slaves by their own people. That is true. But the majority of those... The majority, okay, in the 400 years of the Atlantic slave trade, the African Atlantic slave trade, I'm not counting the Irish, that um, of the 12 million slaves, approximately, only 300,000 of them exist, lived in the United States. All the rest of them are South America. I don't see them going there. Hell! Uh, Harris giggles herself. Her family is a line is a family of slave owners. Mulattoes. Well, what did they call them? I don't know. But no, the first actually was funny. The first person to own slaves in the United States was a black man, and yep. it was for indentured servitude because the person that he got, he didn't get any profit from him. And he got the judge to agree that I guess you're right. You own that person to get your value back. Because indentured servitude happened before slavery did. Nobody had a problem with it then because it was the white people. Or nobody, nobody ever talks about the, nobody ever talks about the Irish slave trade, which lasted 200 years longer, might I add, than the African slave trade. Or the fact that Muslim countries still have slaves today. Or the fact that... (laughs) So let me ask you something. If America is such a vicious, evil nation founded on slavery, then the birth of America is 1776 as the United States, right? Okay. Slavery ended December 18 of 1865. America, it didn't even last for 100 years in America before it was removed. Correct. And the importation of slaves ended in 1802. They wrote that into the congressional record. Literally, what, 30 years after America was even founded? Yeah. Oh, what's funny is what was, uh, I'm trying to remember, it was Pennsylvania? Who was the first state to outlaw slavery? I think it was Pennsylvania. The first state to abolish was in 1780, Pennsylvania. So four years after the nation was founded. 
Yep. The first state abolished slavery. So, you know, I, I don't get this argument. I really don't. People I'm choose, thinking about that. People choose to believe the truth that makes them a victim more easily than a hard truth. Well, I keep thinking about that Red Pill Rage uh, podcast that we were watching the other day. Video oh, that was pretty good. Yeah, it was. But I'm thinking about you know we're sitting there listening to the 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 tribunal against America, done by the BLM guys, and we're we're sitting here listening, and you realize that you know most of the violence that happens against black people is perpetuated by other black people. Yeah, it's like it's some insanely high number. It's either ninety three or ninety seven. I can't remember exactly. Yep. It's like, no, it does. I don't think you all have a race problem. I think y'all have a you problem. It's a culture problem. When you, when it's you, it's a lack li- thereof. No, no, no. When you live in a society, when you live in a culture that openly has songs that talk about hoes and drugs and, you know, getting revenge and that's your culture, and you talking about guns and, drive-bys and slapping hoes and doing all this stuff. When you have a culture like that, then you sit here. That came later, right? It starts with you have a government that tells you that the nuclear family is wrong and incentivizes single mothers through government assistance and government housing. You you're you're trying to get me to say it again, aren't you? Which one? The problem is that we don't have a toxic masculinity problem. What we have is a toxic feminine feminist problem. I'm gonna to say toxic government, but both. But think about it this way: everybody wants to talk about how we have such a toxic masculinity problem, and I laugh and I go, most teachers are female. And the uh, percentage of single parents in the United States is staggering. And over 80% of those are single mothers. Well, let's not, let's not mention the fact that schools are designed for women the way that a woman's mind thinks, that a female mind thinks, not a men's. That is why most boys get diagnosed with some sort of hyper, you know, adult deficit or attention deficit hyperactive disorder. They're not hyperactive. They're eight. A male child doesn't think in the same way that a female child does, but they have tailored it for the female. Well, let's be honest. Women do mature faster than men. Then again, I guess on that regard, I can't really say that men ever grow up entirely because you and I are, are you like, I'm in my 30s. You're you're in your uh, 50s, right? Fuck off. 40s. <laughs> yeah, but you know, take our age into consideration. If you give us a couple of beers and a mechanical bull, we are going to have the time of our lives. Fair. Fair. And women are gonna sit there and look at us and be like, This is why we live longer. <laughs> fair. Also fair. <laughs> but and I'm not saying that it's one way or the other is good or bad, but it's the fact that you have attacked the nuclear family so viciously and so thoroughly that you're raising generations of children that have no father figure, no role model outside of the trash that we see. You know, you have sports icons as a role model. I'm like, that's all nice and good until you realize that most of them are on drugs or beat their wives or however on like you, you start adding up all the things that that people see. Kids see a lot more than you think. Kids learn a lot more from you than you think. Fair. I don't know. We got a little bit sidetracked on that, but it's a valid no, point. It, it's a good conversation. And it does talk about why we need to be worried about Russia. Two reasons. One, their culture, just like China, their culture, they understand weakness has no place. They understand it at their core. It's how they're brought up. And two, you're so fucked. 
it's how to say this. We have we have people. We have a generation that is so terrified of a of a virus that has a less than three percent mortality rate in the world. Less than one percent in the world. Less than three percent in the United States for a mortality rate. And we're terrified. What are you talking about? COVID? Yeah, dude. They just released the numbers. That's not even close. Is it lower than I thought? It, in the United States, if you get COVID, you have a 99.9. Okay. If you are less than 65 years old, you have a 99.997% chance of survival. If you so are less than, less than 1%. I Did you not hear how I phrased that, though? Less point, than. No, no. In the United States, you said 3%. No, in the world, in the world is less than 3%. In the United States, it's less than 1%. No, you reversed that, and it's not even, that is worldwide, dude. That's not just the United States. That is worldwide. So you're telling me that, yeah, and I'm going off of numbers from a, a little while ago, about a couple weeks ago, but you're telling me that they released the numbers, and you find out that it's even less deadly than we've been talking about? Yeah. Fuck. So you're talking about a disease that is about as deadly as the common cold. Less. Speaking of common cold. Oh kidding. no. Just kidding. But you saw that the you saw the whole uh Omnicron's got the cold variant in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo. Okay. Can I touch base on something you talked about in the last episode of you know Pfizer saying that you was it Pfizer that says that you yep, have to? Yeah, Pfizer have... CEO came out and said that you're going to have to get three booster shots or three shots per, uh, three shots per variant. Oh, and they just uh, asked a uh, government, uh, a federal judge, to change the, uh, to change the um, the date. It's no longer 2076. Was it now like 2176? 2099. Guess they're really trying to make sure nobody's alive to read it and be like, hey, I'm going to see So, Center for Disease Control and Prevention updated infection fatality survival rates for COVID 19. Right? Age group 0 to 19. Your chance of death is point. Now, pay attention. You may need to use your fingers to hear all the zeros. Point zero 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 three. Twenty Shit. to forty nine point zero 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 two. Fifty to sixty nine point zero zero five. Seventy plus point zero five four. That is your infection fatality rates ratio. If you want to go survival rate. It is 94.6 if you are over the age of 70. That is after you get the infection. Your survival rate is still 94.6. That is if you're over the age of 70. Now, what I find humorous is that if you look at what the average age of death in the United States is, it is fucking for males. It is 72. So no shit people are going to die more frequently from COVID. They're already on the way out. <laughs> That's a terrible thing to say. But on the same note, most of these most of these fatalities are from comorbidities because we've become a lazy medicated Low immune system, fast food eating society. You can be more blunt. We're all a bunch of lazy fat asses who would rather order Uber than fucking cook our own food. That we would rather go to a grocery store or go to a fast food restaurant than go to a grocery store and make our own food. That we would rather go to a fast food restaurant than learn how to plant a fucking garden. Most people's version of working in a field and growing their own food is fucking like Farmville. 
or what's the and they one, have to pay the what's the one that Baldur's playing? Farming Simulator. And they had to purchase the the fifty nine dollar uh, expansion pack so they can get the government subsidies and speed it up. Right. <laughs> People would rather sit here and scroll on their Twitter or do TikTok or watch YouTube or whatever fucking streaming service then go for a walk. See, that's why I like podcasts. Not that I'm tooting my own horn. That's why I like podcasts because I can put the podcast on and then I can go for a fucking run. Is that a humble brag? Sure, fuck it, why not? <laughs> I hope you don't think I listen to our podcast. Just kidding. That's hurtful. That's hurtful, Odin. It gets me somewhere. I'm not quite for sure where yet. I'll, I'll no, I have I have to listen to them multiple times before they ever get published. I don't trim a whole lot out, but every once in a while, I'm just like, fuck. <laughs> Tear, you can't say that. <laughs> no, no, those I don't take out. It's more like oh. where, if we sit here and uh, like we both get a mutual brain fart and there's moments of silence. For no absolute reason. Or if I say some fucked up shit and your mouth just drops open like. What? Like the, uni- like the unicorn killer? Yeah, like that. In case y'all forgot, Odin broke my brain that day. Letting me know the, <laughs> the founder of Earth Day was a serial killer. <laughs> You're welcome. It still boggles my mind. But, um. You've got people that are so wrapped up in in that instant gratification. America forgot what it's like to live in hard times. Well, not only that, but we live in a disposable society. They took an entire nation of people and changed them from makers or manufacturers and producers to consumers in two generations. They made everything disposable. They made Even everything why? disposable from fathers to marriages to uh, relationships, everything. Yeah. To, uh, you know, appliances. And, and they put catchy terms on it like get this water efficient uh, washing machine. Yeah, it's going to only last you three years before you're going to have to replace it. It's But it's it, it saves all this water. Manufacturing, manufacturing costs, and delivery costs, and shipping costs, and then having a washer and dryer in the land in a landfill somewhere, right? Turns out you're not actually being that efficient. Or my favorite here, here's an electric car. How is that car charged? With coal power, bitch. So, wait, I wish we could show that video that Balder sent us of the it being so cold, the electric car. Battery died. Yes. <laughs> it started with a gas power generator. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Think about it. We have gotten that ridiculous, but the Russians haven't. They've they've always they've been suffering. They've been working. They've had to pick up themselves by the bootstraps. And I don't give a damn what that horse faced pony dog soldier says. They escaped communism in 1991, and then they started to get some semblance of freedom. And they realized how corrosive it is without boundaries. Yep. And now, now a lot of, ways. and now a lot of the Russian people want to go back to the time of the great superpower. Not the people who live through it, but the grandkids of the kids who see it. They want to go back into it. And that's what's truly sad. You could vote your way into communism or socialism, but eventually you're going to have to shoot your way back out. Yep. But I think we're at that point, though, where we're not going to be able to fight them off and ourselves, too. They're not going to wait for us. I mean, no. they, they're they're going to wait for us to destroy ourselves. Because yeah, why, why would I go into a, it's just, it's common strategy. Why in the world? And I know someone goes, well, what kind of strategy have you ever said? What kind of experience? Well, here, I'll tell you something. History tells us that if I can get my enemy to destroy themselves, well, 
Pepper, I hate to say this, but if I'm going to go after a target that's got 100 and I let them fight amongst each other till they're down to 25 and I don't have to lose a single life, that's what I'm going to do. Just call somebody out by name. Yes, I did. <laughs> hey, I promise not to be an asshole in the other podcast episode, not tonight. <laughs> and I think about it, though. We have so many people, even on our own side, that think that we should wait. I'm like, yeah, but that's exactly what they're counting on. They want us to wait and they want us to fight amongst ourselves and kill ourselves off or weaken ourselves or fraction, you know, just uh, fracture ourselves into multiple different little groups because those little groups are easier to take out. And once you take it out, guess what? Now you've got all the troops that you would have wasted trying to take over then. And you're fresh and ready to go and they're beat and, and, and tired. They're exhausted. They've been at war. They've been fighting. That's exactly. If I were Russia or if I were China or if I were any other nation, I would wait. I'd purposely come over here and try to spark something to make us fight amongst ourselves. Jeez, that sounds familiar. We get Chinese interference in the election? That's strange. Oh, we had no, Iranians. We had, we had two Iranians, too. Oh, wait. Um, and we had... Uh, Facebook giving money to the Michigan elections so that they then they took the money from COVID relief and used it for the election. Huh. That, that, that's not. So it's just really strange to me. Kind of like you're, you have these platforms that are run by China. And, Speaking of which, and they foster. I mean, there was a report that came out a while ago that talked about how in the Facebook and Instagram uh, algorithm, they pushed content to make you angry. Well, not only that, uh, remember we were reading that thing that Balder sent to us about the uh, the sheriff from California that said that they were no longer going to work with that one company because they're based in China, which means yeah. China, the Chinese government has automatic access to all of the information. Yeah, the DNA profiles of American citizens. Now, mind you, I'm just going to call it straight out. You know me. <laughs> Let's get ready for a fight. Um, all my TikTokers. Hey, baby, what's up? All right. Let's uh, let's see if I can piss you all off. Do you not realize in the last six to eight months alone, conservative TikTokers were working together? They were fighting. You know, they were fighting the good fight. They were all working together. They all had a plan. They were all pushing towards one solid goal. And all it took was two months. And now they're all at each other's throats. And that's all they can they could talk about. And everything you've ever posted, everything that you've ever, that's ever been taken down or flagged for extremism, any one of those, every single one of those has gone through a Chinese server at one point or another. True. Now, these, it's designed to divide, to get us to fight ourselves and focus on things that do not matter. Also true. Anything you care to add or you want me to just, you know, kind of sucker punch right in the... the... Sucker punch. Okay, so for the hideously low blow, if you're too wrapped up in who's fucking who, in who got fucked by who, in who stood up for who and whose whose side of the story you're on, or in selling your merch and getting clout, you're not a patriot. You're a grifter. There, I said it. You're part of the problem. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, all I right. see it all the time. Boy, I, I mean, I love all the hate mail that's going to come my way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you could share some of them. You should, like, like pop one off and say, in the subject line, if you hate what Tira said, send this so I can send it to him. I may do that in this episode. If you think, <laughs> if you think that the shit that Tira says is fucked up. You should wait to hear me off air. <laughs> Yo, know, we had talked about doing live episodes on rumble and youtube and i'll behave the liar (laughs) that (laughs) that you know youtube and uh twitch 
you know, those types of platforms and do a video one where people could interact. I worry about the shit that comes out of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody says something stupid in a comment. I'd be like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> Get you the know, fuck I... out of here with that bullshit. Bloop. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I'll have to. You, you'll have to make it so I can't say anything to those people or I can't read the comments. <laughs> you could just choose which ones I read. None of them. I'll just put them up on the screen. <laughs> this is the one we're going to react to because if he sees that other one, he's going to say something. But see, that's what we lack, though. Uh, and we've got an episode coming up, uh, and I'm glad that we kind of made a little joke about it here at the end. We got something coming up, though, an episode I'm looking forward to on what it means to be a man. Yeah. And if I could say anything uh, to end my part of this for for tonight's episode besides be prepared never believe what they tell you always ask why but sometimes for progress you must risk being offensive the truth hurts say that all the time i know okay just just clarify boy you got me fucked up (laughs) (laughs) oh make me go out and get my silver minivan (laughs) ah fuck too no, soon? we already covered that story. Too soon? <laughs> uh, no, but we need to address some of the wild and crazy stories about people confusing the uh, flu vaccine with the, you know, like the CVS and Walgreens mm. with the flu vaccine, uh, injecting children with full doses. Uh, Pfizer the coming and saying that you're going to need three booster shots for all of them. The one talking about switching vials. Yeah, that one. I want to. I want to get verification on that one before we do that story. Yeah, though, but. But yeah, so. Well, I, I, you have to admit that you know you can put a disclaimer on it, but you have to admit with everything else that's been going on, it makes a lot of fucking sense. I predicted it months ago that they would do it. Boy, you're just giving them all sorts of spoilers, hanging them on the edge of their seats, trying to figure out what the fuck we're going to say next. Yeah, and we don't even know when we're going to get full verification, so. <laughs> Hang tight. Wait, wait, wait. <clears throat> tuck, in your, uh, tuck in your jeans, boys. It's about to get deep. <laughs> right. All right, and with that, thank you for joining us on another episode of Winter's All Podcast. I'm Odin. This is Tear. And take care. The preceding podcast is brought to you by Heimdall, Keeper of the Bifrost.